How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Daily News Updates for Monday, May the 31st. We're at the end of the month, and I'm super happy to be here to talk about some video games. So let's jump into it. So we're going to talk about all the stuff that happened this past weekend, and I would like to start with Far Cry 6. Of course, the newest entry in the Far Cry series, and they have officially announced that the game is coming out on October 7th. So that'll be on PC, last-gen and current-gen consoles, and Google Stadia. If you do buy it on a PlayStation 4 or Xbox One, you'll get a free upgrade if you eventually buy a new console. Now, if you are invested in Far Cry, they have also released basically the first look at gameplay. They've created a fictional island called Yara. It's basically Cuba. And it's the first time they're putting the game in an urban environment. Uh, they've done this interesting thing with, like, new weird weapons, which are very homebrew. You have, like, CDs that you can use as projectiles and flamethrower backpacks and stuff like that. Anyway, if you're interested in Far Cry, be sure to check out the video, and I hope they do this one right. I guess the only thing I'll add on, and, and this is kind of a general note for any new game that is coming out on last-gen consoles, but just be very cautious if you're still on an Xbox One or PlayStation 4 and you're going to buy something like this. You know what happened with Cyberpunk. And, you know, Ubisoft has come out and said, hey, the game works great on, on previous-gen consoles, but Cyberpunk said the same thing. So keep your ears and eyes open. This isn't so much a news item as it is an interesting observation, but you might remember on Thursday we had a PlayStation State of Play for Horizon Forbidden West. And within three hours of the state of play being streamed, it had already been the most watched state of play ever for a single game. So it hit like 2.3 million views within a couple of hours, and that beat out games like Demon's Souls and Ghost of Tsushima and even The Last of Us Part Two when they did their state of plays. And I think this is a super interesting observation because, I mean, maybe it can speak to the popularity of the state of plays themselves, but I think more probably prevalently, the Horizon franchise is a big deal. I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn, we all knew it's a good game, a lot of people liked it, but I don't think I ever really understood, like, there's a lot of eyes on, on this sequel. And I think similar to the new God of War game that's going to be coming out, PlayStation has some extremely strong IPs right now that are just constantly growing, and, you know, they can try something new with a new IP like Horizon and see it become a major success. So I think that's great. I was really happy to see this. Okay, here's an interesting one. Speaking of PlayStation 5 exclusives, uh, Destruction All-Stars. You might have heard about this. It's a vehicular combat game a la Twisted Metal, and I guess just other kinds of demolition derby games. And it was in this really interesting spot. It came out earlier this year, and originally they were going to release it as a full-price game. Then, before the game came out, they said, actually, we're going to sell it for $20, and we're going to be giving it away for free for two months. And now, here we are, only three or four months later after the game released, and the announcement is that they are adding bots in order to help matchmaking, because there aren't enough players. Now, part of the reason why this is happening, the lack of players, is because the game did not review extremely well. However, I do also think this is kind of indicative of a broader picture of what's happening in the industry right, right now, which is that competitive PvP multiplayer games have a much tougher sell if they are not free to play. Even in this case, they gave away the game for free for a long time, and it was still a tough sell for people. And you can see that something that publishers are trying to do is just reduce the cost if it's not going to be free to play. In this case, $20. Uh, recently, EA put out Knockout City, 
and they made that $20, right? Saying, hey, we think that there's some value to this and that you should pay for it up front, but we're not going to charge you the full 60 American dollars. I'll be interested to see what other games kind of fill this mid-size multiplayer slot and how they approach pricing. That'll probably be one of the evolutions of the industry over the next many years. Okay, and the last thing that I want to quickly mention is that, according to the publisher 505 Games, they are currently working on a quote-unquote second version of Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. If you haven't heard of it, this is a Metroidvania made by one of the key directors of Castlevania, the early ones. It was a fantastic game, I had a great time with it. Launched through Kickstarter. And, you know, the publisher had a financial report recently, and they said, hey, we're working on the next one. Hopefully this means it's going to be a sequel, and not like a, you know, director's cut or something like that when they say second version. But I want this game on your radar, and if nothing else, I want you to take a look at Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. The gameplay doesn't look like anything special, but then once you actually start playing it, it's a lot of fun. Anyway, folks, that is all the time that I have today. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's greatly appreciated. I would also love to thank Rebecca, Expired, and One Pakov One for leaving five-star reviews. It really helps out a lot. And I'll be back with the news tomorrow, as always. So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Here's an interesting observation that I made recently. Uh, Games having different types of gameplay within itself, and then, you know, you having an appreciation for one or the other, or both. In this case, I'm thinking specifically of games like Valheim, which I played yesterday. This can also apply to Minecraft. I guess, you know, any kind of open world sandbox in that case. Um, It could also apply to, you know, full story RPGs with minigames. The Witcher 3, Red Dead Redemption, maybe a a very focused game with multiple game modes, whatever it is. I do love this idea, though, that one title that you spend your money on can bring you different types of enjoyment. And like I said, I have this with Valheim because, to me, there are two aspects of Valheim, and depending on where I am in that game, I am more or less excited to play it. So to me, the, the two parts of Valheim are the exploration and the adventure, And then the base building, you know, the slower parts where you're just kind of chilling out. And the last three sessions of me playing the game have all been adventuring because what was happening was my friend and I were going out, exploring the world and then dying. And so we then had to re-travel all the way back to where we had died to retrieve our bodies and then, you know, die again. And it was quite frustrating because, you know, you spend like multiple hours to travel in that game. So... It was quite the dedication for us to go get our very important resources that we had lost. And then eventually it got to a point where we're like, okay, we're doing all of this exploration, but, you know, what are we actually accomplishing? It turns out not much. And so what did we want to do? We just wanted to start doing something a little slower. Like there was a new biome that we had to get to to progress in the game. And so instead of just heading right to that biome, we're like, okay, let's slow it down a bit here. Let's find a place where we can build a base next to that biome, have a little area that we can, you know, call home, and then go to that biome. And so it went from this game about fighting monsters and sailing the high seas, managing your stamina and your food and all of this, and turned it into a pretty interesting element of like, let's build something creative. And I was going online and checking out inspirations for some Valheim buildings. I mean, I do the same thing with Minecraft because I'm not creative enough myself to do it. And all of a sudden, like, 
our next session is going to be a big building session. I'm like super excited for it because I'm so done with the constant travel in that game. And I find that fascinating because this wasn't necessarily a design decision, right? I mean, it could have been. It's, it's definitely possible. But I don't think the Valheim devs were like, yeah, when people play this game, they're going to do some sessions of adventuring and some sessions of building. I don't know. Actually, maybe that doesn't sound so far-fetched. But all I mean to say is that when you play most games, the, the experience that you have is designed for, intentionally created around. But in this case, I'm, I'm choosing what that experience is going to be. And I like that freedom. At the same time, within that kind of macro scale of like, what are we doing overall right now? There's also highs and lows within that. If I think about something like Sea of Thieves, that game is pretty much all adventuring, right? There's no base building or crafting or anything like that. But in order to get to where you want to go, again, you got to travel. And that takes a while. But traveling is its own experience. It's very interesting. You can have random world events. You can run into other pirates. You can play music. And it has this cadence of like fighting skeletons and solving puzzles and craziness mixed in with my friend and I having really valuable conversations while we're steering a ship in the middle of the ocean because it takes some time. We actually really love that cadence because we feel like when we play games, we don't have so much to talk about that we could just sit there for eight hours like in Minecraft and not talk about the game. But we also do want the opportunity to catch up, see what's going on in life. And having those things interspersed is quite nice. Okay, anyway, I have talked enough. Thanks for being here. Uh, Back with the news tomorrow. Sending love to you all.